Welcome to the inaugural season of For the Win, a USC Annenberg Media podcast on sports and storylines. I'm your producer, Eddie Sun, and now here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the fourth episode of our Annenberg produced podcast, For the Win. This is Jordan McGee, joined by my talented co hosts, Skylar and Paris. We're recording this episode on Indigenous Peoples Day, so we thought it'd be fitting to shout out some of the Indigenous athletes out there. Uh, I personally come from Hawaiian ancestry, so I wanted to shout out Tua Tonga-Vailoa and two SC greats, Junior Seau and Troy Palomalu. Yes, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. So happy to be celebrating. I am from two small pueblos in New Mexico, Zia and Laguna. So I want to shout out Jacoby Ellsbury, who is Navajo, who played in the MLB, as well as Nielsen Palace, who uh, competed in the Tour de France this year. Awesome. I'm not uh, indigenous myself, but being from Canada, uh, it's a very, very proud culture here. And there's a large indigenous population recently had Orange Day shirt uh, for the residential schools and the tragedies that happened there. And uh, I would love to give a shout out to Zach Banner, USC offensive lineman who spoke out this summer, Uh, myself being Jewish, he spoke out against some of the anti-Semitism and just how all the communities need to come together. And his foundation, the ZB3 Foundation is amazing. And uh, I look forward to him coming back from his injury soon. That's great. All right, so moving into our first topic. As we know, last night we witnessed the Los Angeles Lakers capture their 17th title and LeBron win his fourth ring and fourth finals MVP. So let's start talking about what did you guys take away from the win last night and the series as a whole? Woo! Guys, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish, Jordan. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Um, personally, just because, you know, you guys, I've already shared that I grew up in L.A., Lakers on my team, especially when you're set upon the backdrop of everything that's happened in this year. Um, you know, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel put it perfectly in his post-game interview. He said they have a PhD in adversity now. I mean, that is just so representative of everything that they've been through in this season. Um, you know, it's been special to say the least, considering Kobe and Gigi's passing, uh, the pandemic, social uprising, and just pushing through all of that to be in a season that has lasted a year it's historically something that has never happened I don't even know how people are processing nor able to put a value on what this championship means I think it's the most meaningful championship ever plain and simple go Lakers banner 17 this one is for Kobe What a year, what a season, what a story. I am fired up about this championship. This team was absolutely incredible what they did. No team has overcome more adversity in NBA history, beginning with the tragic passing of the legend Kobe Bean Bryant, the greatest Laker of all time, who brought them back to glory in 2010 last, 10 years ago. For the Lakers fans, we've been waiting 10 years for this moment. We've gone through being the best team in the league. We've gone through being the worst team in the league. Kobe's Achilles tear, two free throws, 60-point finale. Where are we going to go from from here, LeBron comes back with the star power. We trade nearly half the team for Anthony Davis. They come back and they win the title. And as Anthony Davis,
Davis said, this one is for Kobe. This one means more in the bubble amidst so much racial injustice in this country and players taking activism. And then to win it all uh, for my man, Kobe, it's just as special as it gets, really. Definitely. Couldn't be a better trade, by the way, for AD. <laughs> um, you know, and that's just shout, a shout out to Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka. Um, Jeannie had mentioned last night, like, you know, that win really goes to the Lakers, of course, but every team, every person involved in making that bubble happen really deserves recognition for what they've done. And, you know, like you said, it's kind of like, where do we go from here? Uh, December is... tentatively set for when the next season's supposed to start and things are definitely not back on schedule so it's going to be interesting for sure yeah I mean like what you guys said it was 10 years in the making since you know the Lakers captured the title back in 2010 and it was really just a storybook ending kind of one that everyone saw thought they saw coming but nonetheless it's still sweet as a Angelino to see the purple and gold reign supreme once again um Personally, like, I took more away from the series learning about the Heat than I did anything else. Um, aside from the brilliant play of LeBron and AD, I think, you know, Jimmy solidified himself as a top 10 player in the league and kind of proved that all of his off-the-court talk um, was almost warranted. Um, and I'm glad he's a part of a Heat culture that kind of values the grit and grind that he does at the end of the day, too. So, uh, obviously not taking anything away from uh, the purple and gold. I think the Heat played a great series. At the end of the day, they just didn't have the firepower that the Lakers do. Um, but with the Lakers winning and their star player, LeBron James, winning his fourth M- uh, finals MVP, where do you think the GOAT debate between MJ and LeBron's at now after what transpired last night? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned the Heat connection also. Like, that just makes me think of how LeBron has won, you know, he's the first NBA player to win three of these uh, championships with three different teams. Um, So (laughs) I admit, I cried when LeBron got his MVP, which is weird because if you had asked me at any other point in time, never would I say, oh yeah, I'm going to cry for LeBron James. And for me, in who is the GOAT, like, I didn't get to witness the greatness that was Michael Jordan during that time. Um, Loved Save the Last Dance, like loved being able to learn and listen to him more in his career and just what I know from research purposes. But I think LeBron is a GOAT. I don't think he's the GOAT. Uh, For me, I still put, you know, MJ and Kobe and then LeBron. Those are uh, those are great takes. You know, Jordan, when you bring up the Heat and you bring up LeBron, I think the theme of my answer is don't hate, appreciate. And even though I am loving my Lakers, I could go on forever. Shout out to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler has that dog in him. He defines Heat culture. He played with D-Wade. They were good friends. D-Wade recruited him. Dwayne Wade recruited him there. And what he was the perfect fit for this team. And if you look at his numbers and how they went up as the moment rose, it just shows he has that clutch mentality that you can't even define in statistics. And speaking of defining statistics... I think that's why we need to uh, slow down just a little bit on the GOAT debate. 
Love LeBron James. Watched him in the finals for the first time in 2007. Drafted when I was 10 years old. Absolutely love the guy. He's, he's phenomenal on the court, off the court. It's been a pleasure to watch him grow up. But this is one day after he won his fourth championship. It's one day after. The day after Kobe won his fifth, they were saying, is he better than MJ? Everyone likes to forget about that now. But it's one day after. So for me, this doesn't move the needle because we need to look and see what happens in the future. And I know it's blasphemy to say, but if you listen to NBA players who played against both of them, most of the players are taking Kobe and most of the media is taking LeBron and we can't skip over Kobe that easily in the GOAT debate as everyone does. Uh, but for right now, I mean, I didn't think LeBron was the greatest before this and I, I don't think he's the greatest ever today. Um, he improved his record in the finals from three and six to four and six, and I'm very happy for him. And right now, I just want to appreciate the greatness of, of all three of those guys uh, because they're simply spectacular. We're all subject to recency bias. And right now, let's enjoy LeBron James while he's here and doing this one for Kobe. Speaking of doing it for Kobe, AD is coming for that debate. I, I think AD is coming for the, that debate. What do you guys think about uh, about Anthony Davis after last night, first championship at age 27 like LeBron? I think it's a really good point that you're bringing up. Like, you know, let's let's relish in this. Let's also step back and take a look at what is going to come from these other guys who really stepped up in this season, who really stepped up, not just from the Lakers, of course, like Jimmy Butler from the Heat, and how are they going to approach that moving forward? AD is beyond considering who his mentors are, considering he was able to step up in his performance and help win this championship. I'm so excited to just continue and watch him and see what he does. Yeah, like as you guys said, AD... He might be the player of this generation who's going to mm -hmm. carry the torch. Yeah. Um, first off, uh, when it comes to the GOAT debate, I feel like the GOAT title is really thrown around way too much today. Um, Paris, if you're going to say like LeBron is a GOAT, then I feel like we're kind of missing the entire essence of what the word GOAT stands for. And that's no shot against you. I feel like a lot of people just throw Definitely, around GOAT a lot. Yeah. But um, I think a more fitting way to use the word GOAT in this essence would be to spell it G-O-T-E, standing for greatest of this era. So when it comes to the G-O-A-T, there can really only be one because that's greatest of all time. Um, and I can see the argument for LeBron and Jordan at this point, but I think there's a clear distinction between the greatest of all time and the best of all time, or at least in my eyes. In my eyes, LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. But he isn't the greatest. MJ was 6-0 in the finals, and mm -hmm. although he didn't run up against a stacked Warriors team like LeBron, he didn't play against scrubs either in the finals. And quite frankly, he never even let it get to a Game 7. Um, that being said, LeBron has zero flaws in his game, and, you know, he's, a, he's physically a unicorn. You know, he's 6'9", 250, can handle the ball like anybody in the league, as well as anyone in the league, and now has a jumper. Uh, can defend, can play all five positions, but I want to dub LeBron James the boat, the best of all time, <sighs> while giving Jordan that goat title. What do you guys think about that? I love that. Um, I totally agree. 
Uh, I think you should copyright these right away. Um, I... I agree. I mean, I think LeBron, it's hard. It's hard. I can't, I can't just look at like, well, how many championships have you won? Well, how many MVPs have you won? It's like looking at how they're playing, looking at the nature of the game now, which is very different than when MJ played very different, even when Kobe played. Um, So you're right. We should be creating these different scales. And I think right now, LeBron is definitely that GOTE, like you said. You know, I I can't put uh, LeBron James as the best of all time. There is just so much because how, once we get into the word best and defining different words, it it can get a little bit subjective. I do appreciate the language. I think the thought process is great behind it. But I think are we, you know, there's no statistic for shot difficulty and how difficult of shots Kobe made in game winners. There's no statistic for footwork. There's no statistic for heart and hustle. And I think LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, Kareem, Magic Bill, they've all got it. Um, I think Jordan stands as the GOAT with the 6-0 finals record. I also think if you're going to say Kobe's the closest to Jordan, you can't just jump ahead of him that easy in the GOAT debate. And again, I just want to appreciate LeBron for for how incredible he is. The physical specimen, 6'9". We've never seen anyone who who can move like him. I think he's the greatest athlete I've ever seen. But again, that's another subjective type of statement but uh it's a great thought process and and really sparks a lot and again uh don't hate appreciate it It, last night was just amazing uh jordan six and oh kobe five and two and lebron now four and six and just like we'll never see anyone like jordan and kobe we'll never see anyone like lebron again so appreciate him while he's here i feel that i love what lebron was saying last night after too he's like what are they going to say now you know, I mean, people love to hate LeBron. They just do. Well, although we're coming off the heels, literally the day after uh, we wrapped up the 2020 season, LeBron's going to have a chance to defend the throne and the title next season. So do we have any early 2021 predictions about the upcoming season? That's tough. <laughs> you know, the season is going to be so fresh, depending on when they start. I mean, you know, like I already mentioned, like Jimmy Butler coming in super hungry. I think Tatum as well, that Celtics team, seeing where they're going to land. Uh, Harden Westbrook, I'm always interested to see what happens with them. You know, they're not my personal favorites. I'm super excited to see where Giannis decides, you know, what he's going to do. Um, and for the Clippers, I mean, we don't know who's going to be coaching them because Doc Rivers is now the coach of the 76ers, which is great. I love, I love to hate, I not to love to hate, I love Doc Rivers. He just brings up some memories of when they beat us, you know, the Lakers in the championships, but that's fine. <laughs> Water under the bridge. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, is it going to be another bubble? Is, I don't know. It's it's really tough. I'm, I, But I am excited because of all that fire in these guys. What do you guys think? I'll tell you what my prediction is. The Los Angeles Lakers are going back to back. The Lakers do not win championships. The Lakers win dynasties. And I believe Anthony Davis is Jor- what, the word that Jordan co- coined, I believe, the, uh, the G-O-T-E goat, the greatest of this era. I think that Anthony Davis can do that. 
He was a six foot two point guard in high school who had a massive growth spurt and became a big man with the skills of a point guard. He's essentially got that Kobe Allen Iverson skill set with the size and power of like a Tim Duncan. And we've never seen a talent like Anthony Davis. He's 27 and look what he did this year in his first year with the Lakers. I could see him getting finals MVP next year. And I think this Los Angeles slit Lakers squad with an improving Anthony Davis who is just starting his prime and the coaching of Frank Vogel and the defensive monster this team has become, I see the Lakers going back to back. You think they're going to be good just how they did this season? You think there's anything they need to improve on? I mean, I don't know if they approach this next season the way they did with their same health, with their same, you know, plays. I don't know. I mean, I love my Lakers. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, for sure. If you got AD and LeBron, I think he'll be good to go. If you got Rob Palenka in the GM's office who built this squad and you got Jeannie Buss as the first female controlling governor, uh, shout out to her to ever win an NBA championship in that official role. I think this team, they still have that Lakers mystique that everyone was saying was gone. And I think they're going to find a way to compete. And I think Anthony Davis is going to be a special player for a long time to come. Yeah, Skylar, speaking of franchises who aren't just content on winning one, I think the team we're really overlooking is the Warriors. And although it's only been a season uh, since, you know, they lost in the finals to the Raptors and everyone kind of was quick to say that their dynasty is over. They have the second pick in the draft, and I can only imagine what they're going to package that pick with um, in order to make a blockbuster trade. Um, They also acquired Andrew Wiggins at the end of the last season, and although he's kind of been a bust, I feel like if there's anyone who can unlock his potential, it's Steve Kerr. Um, Around the league, Wiggins has kind of been seen as the biggest waste of potential, and I think if there's anyone who can really harness his potential and really make him the best player he can be. It's going to be Steve Kerr. Um, But it's really too early to make any um, predictions. I just think the Warriors are a a team that we should definitely not overlook in the Western Conference. Um, But we don't even know where Giannis is going to sign. He's probably going to be the biggest domino um, in this free agency class this summer. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see where he ends up because... No matter where he goes, he's going to affect the West or the East. Um, but yeah, those Warriors, I, I, as a Lakers fan, I'm, I'm still a little, little worried about them. It'll be interesting. I think that uh, that dynasty has had its day. They'll be a force. As a Canadian, love Andrew Wiggins, love the position he's in. Uh, I knew some people who saw him play ball in high school, and I'm rooting for the guy. This is a great opportunity. And no, you can't forget about the Warriors. Um, But, you know, I think that the Lakers are still going to take it. I I just think the talent of that dynamic duo is incredible. And on the topic of Doc Rivers that we brought up earlier, I love to see Doc on the Philadelphia 76ers. I think he's got a great squad there. I think he knows how to construct a team. I think he was the scapegoat for the Clippers and the fact that they choked in the playoffs and that's more of a mental game on the players, even though uh, Doc also, of course, lost the 3-1 lead with the Lob City Clippers. 
I still believe that uh, Doc is going to do some really special things with the 76ers and him and Joel Embiid are going to have a lot of fun together. And as for Giannis, you know, he did say he wants to stay in Milwaukee this year, even though there's all these rumors about a trade that are understandable after what happened. So I think he stays this year and then next year. And who knows, maybe he goes to the Heat. Lots of people are saying that's a big uh, free agent squad. And we can't forget about this Heat team. I think they ran out of gas here, but uh, I can't wait for the next NBA season and to savor this championship and what happened yesterday for now. Yeah, well, those are all great points. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of For the Win. Uh, This has been Jordan McGee alongside Skylar in Paris. And remember to always go for the win. Thanks for listening to For the Win. Stay tuned for new episodes every Tuesday.